you're going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh-huh, uh-huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Greg Lewis. Amen. So we're not there are no more. Look, somebody said there's no more sacrifices. It's all been paid. What is fasting? Fasting is the Greek word nestia. It's a compound of the word ni, uh, the compound of ni, the prefix. It's a negative prefix. And estio, which means to eat. So it really, really means not to eat. Okay. So fasting, look, somebody say fasting is not eating. Any doctor will tell you that. Okay? Amen. And then we, we got this understanding about this Daniel fast. So everybody calls a Daniel fast. And you know, some people do some dumb stuff in their Daniel's fast. We're going to do a Daniel's fast. No meat. Man, that don't mean nothing. You can make up meat. You know what I'm saying? You eat enough slicker bars, you can make up for some meat. And you have a no meat. I no meat fast. But you're making up for it in burritos, cheese, and refried beans. You know what I'm saying? How you, how you call that a fast? I'm on the Daniels fast. So you at the buffet at Golden Corral avoiding the meat. But got a ladle full of everything else. Thousand Island dressing all over. More dressing than salad. So your body, listen, the whole point of the fast is for your body. You're putting your body under subjection, but if you're still feeling it, you didn't fast. You just changed the menu. What is wrong with us? I hear preachers and saying, I'm on the Daniels fast. I've been with some of them. I'm on the Daniels fast. We have to eat. I'm on the Daniels fast. And they got vegetables piled up this high. <laughs> your plate look better than mine, man. I'd rather have that than this meat. I'm not eating meat, but these are bean burgers. Then broke the bean down, the black bean, and shaked it into a hamburger patty. Man, just go on and eat a burger. What are you? Y'all laughing and you know you did that. You know it. Daniel's fast and you at the smoothie, smoothie king getting five shots of protein. That's meat. That's meat. You just substituted the meat with what makes the meat meat. <laughs> Look at somebody say protein is meat. Protein is meat. It's just in a different form, but it's still it's gonna do the same thing to your body. So your body is just as satisfied. Because you know when you're hungry, your body's not hungry for food. Your body's hungry for nutrients. 
It's not the food. So your body's going to break the food down to get the nutrients. So if you're still giving it nutrients, then you didn't fast. And you may have fasted when it comes to not eat. I didn't eat it, so I fasted. But you didn't benefit yourself as far as bringing your flesh under subjection because you still satisfied it with a substitute. Does that make sense? Let's read what happened with Daniel. Daniel 1 and 8. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So basically, Daniel is like, look, I just don't want to eat the king's meat and I don't want to drink his wine. Because they offer their meat up to idols. And back then it was a sin. And they offer this wine up to idols. They pour it all on their head and orgies and all that kind of stuff to these gods and junk. Daniel says, look, I know I'm in Babylon, but I don't have to be of Babylon. So I'm just going to refuse the king's meat. So he wasn't saying I'm going to go on a fast. He just said, nope, I just don't want to defile myself. That's all it was. Look, somebody said, that's all it was. Man, but folks done read a whole bunch of stuff into this. One in ten. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse likened than the children that are of your sort? Then shall ye make me endanger, make me endanger my head to the king. So what he's saying here is, man, if you don't eat this meat and drink this wine, you're going to be looking starved and crazy. And it's going to make your God look weaker than the God that they're offering the food to. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. That, y'all know that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Prove thy servants. I beseech thee ten days and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. So he said, okay, well, my God is great. So give us ten days and y'all eat the king's meat and drink the king's wine and y'all give us pulse to eat. Pulse is just rabbit food, basically. It's nuts and seeded vegetables. That's what it is. So he ate a bunch of nuts, a bunch of grains. You know, them Jews know what that is. Ain't that right? That's what it is. It's just like a rabbit diet, basically. You're eating nuts and grains and things with seeds. Okay. Then let our countenance, our faces be looked upon after the 10 days and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat and then compare us to see who looks more healthy. Okay. So he said, test us for 10 days. We won't eat the meat and drink the wine and, and we're going to look just as healthy as the folks that's doing it. This is going to make our God look good. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them 10 days. After the 10 days, at the end of the 10 days, their faces appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. That's what it was. Most, most folk didn't even know that. It's that simple. So it wasn't a fast to move the hand of God and to deliver a job and to God can move in our midst and change our church and we're trying to build a church so we're going to go on a Daniel's fast and it's going to bring more money and all that. No, it didn't have anything to do with any of that. Daniel was trying to prove a point that I don't have to eat meat sacrificed to idols. I can survive off the grains and the different things that you give me because my God is great. Look, somebody said it was a contest. Daniel refused to defile himself by eating unclean meats or even clean meats that had been offered to idols. The king's meat and wine was what he and the Hebrew boys rejected. The purpose was to prove that they would be just as strong after 10 days without the king's meat and wine. So they weren't fasting for anything spiritual other than the refusal to defile themselves as Jews with the Babylonian meat and wine offered to the other gods. Does that make sense? Man! Don't that make sense? So simple. Truth be told, 
Daniel and the three probably had to eat more pulse, grain seed, nuts and seeded vegetables to look strong and fat at the end of the 10 days. So this was more of a challenge to prove that God could, could sustain them and fatten them without defiling themselves. The purpose, look at somebody say purpose. Purpose of fasting. We fast to deny our flesh. We fast so we can deny our flesh the desires that may be harmful to our spirit man. In order to hear God, our flesh has to be what? Silence. <sighs> Amen. Anybody try to hear God when flesh is in the way? Some of y'all got married like that. Should have heard God. Amen. You were smelling cologne and you should have heard God. Amen. She, she fried chicken for you, but you should have heard God. Daniel 93, and I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. So back in Daniel's day, fasting, sackcloth and ashes, these were all things to move God. These were sacrificial things to move God. You went in sackcloth and ashes, you would rent your clothes, you would strip your clothes, you'd fall out before the Lord, and you would show the Lord how serious you were, and God would move on your behalf. Look at somebody and say, Jesus paid it all. This was before Jesus came. You, don't, you, you can't do this anymore. You, you just can't buy it yourself. It costs too much. That's why Jesus came. Many times our daily walk is full of things that can enhance our flesh's power and cause us to walk after it instead of the Spirit of God. Romans 8 and 13. For if ye live after the flesh, what's going to happen? if ye through the spirit do mortify which means control the deeds of the body ye shall what? So in order to discipline our flesh we have to punish it or chasten it by denying it certain things. Did y'all hear me? Yeah. So if you're on a fast you want to call it the Daniel the Melchizedek fast whatever you want to call it. You're on a fast from meat and you still eating almond joys there's more enjoyable chemicals in the almond joy than it was in the meat you're defeating the purpose your flesh will be just as strong at the end fasting will show your flesh who's boss show your flesh who's boss this goes all the way back to the first murder in the bible when God challenged Cain and he told Cain look Cain you got two choices here. You could have your countenance falling and do what you want to do or you can do right and your countenance will be it won't, it, it won't be uh, sad if you do right. Cain could not master his flesh. His flesh mastered him. It's the whole point of fasting. Fasting will show your flesh who's boss. It'll put you back in charge of your flesh. Because of all the sin in our society and all, and all around us, fasting is essential to keep our flesh from mastering us. So we don't need a corporate fast where we call one at the church. You can look yourself in the mirror sometime and say, I'm out of control. I'm just out of control. And I'm sick of it. Anybody ever done that? I do it all the time. I have an argument with Sabatha, and then I'll go up and I'll be like, man, I am out of control. <laughs> I know it. And she knows I know it. She knows all she has to do is give me time. And I'm going I'm to straighten it out. 
Because I just don't like being that way. You know what I'm saying? Anybody have to do that? Y'all gonna leave me out here by myself, y'all. I know you're not. Come on, raise your hand. Play like it. Yeah. But you do. You look at yourself. You, you have a phone, phone conversation. You hang up the phone. You be like, man, I am on my way to hell. And the Holy Ghost say, yes, you are. You need to get yourself together. Amen. I don't need a counselor. I don't need nobody to pick up the phone and tell me, brother, you, you should have. I don't need anybody to do that. The counselor of the Holy Ghost teaches me that. The Bible says that the unction that he gives you will teach you. That no man has to. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about no man has to correct you when you blow it. Because you, you're going to be the first person to know. Probably the second next to the person you blew it with. Most of the time, y'all know it together. True fasting is going without food. Look at somebody say, true fasting is going without food. Tell the doctor, I'm fasting from movies. He's going to laugh at you. This changes the way our, mind, our body and mind processes fleshly, fleshly desires. Now I'm back on, uh, on, on these chemicals. So this is all chemical, what I'm, what I'm about to tell you. When we are without food, our bodies focus on getting us food. Your body is so smart. Anybody ever done a real fast where you just didn't eat at all? Yes. You just stopped eating. Everything looked like food. Yes. You look at this. This is just a big honey bun. <laughs> Amen. You just start looking at everything. Everything. It works. Don't it work? Fasting. Doesn't it work? Yes. And I got this. I got this story I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. What time is it? Well, I ain't got time. Anyway. When we are, okay, I'll tell it. It ain't that long. <laughs> we got this dog. This, 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 he was a blue child, rare blue child. Beautiful dog. Just one problem. You know, when he was born, the guy who owned him, there was, he would just throw food outside so they didn't have any contact with humans. So, you know, a child is already borderline a timber wolf, a blue one. So you don't, you don't go out there and shake his hand and get to know him. You basically just raised a wolf. He's a wolf. So the guy's like, man, this child's worth like five, six hundred dollars, dude. But, you know, you know, only problem is he, you know, he's he, he, he not used to any humans. I'm like, oh, I'll take him and, you know, we can train him. So I, I think I called a vet or something and asked him. And he's like, well, it's going to take some time, but he'll come around, blah, blah, blah. So I went over there to get him and he reached out there to get him. <laughs> Dog almost killed it. So I should have known right then. You know what I'm saying? I should have changed my mind. He's out there. He's like, dog. He's like, oh, dog. Come here, man. Come here. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He just, ah. I mean, just turned into the Tas, the Tasmanian devil. So anyway, the dog just a killer so anyway I took the dog because you know I'm thinking if worst case scenario I can sell this thing and make some money and back then I, I needed the money so we gonna give the dog a try so we got the dog put him on our balcony we in an apartment you know every time we went out there to feed him no, I mean just it was like I remember I took him over to my mom to let her see him and he ran on our steps couldn't come out remember Tanya you had to go try to get it so Tanya's trying to get him no, 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 no. So she got a coat and threw it over him and grabbed him. He just in the coat. I mean, he was just a, he was a wolf. He was a banshee. So I was talking to a friend of mine and I told him, I said, man, this dog, dude, this is a beautiful, I mean, the dog was so pretty. I said, but man, he's crazy. I mean, ain't nothing we can do. We can't feed him nothing. He said, I'll show you how to fix him. I said, what? He said, 
starved me. Put him on a fast. He said, don't give him food, water, nothing. I said, for how long? He said, about two weeks. I was like, oh man, the ASPCA, are they listening? It's like, dude, that's inhumane. He's like, man, it's going to take two weeks. You know, so day one came. I walked and looked at him. You're tired. Day, day, day four came. No food, no water. Open the blind, look out there. Ain't nothing changed, so, you know. I was thinking about giving you something, but now I ain't giving you nothing. Week passed. Looked out there. No, no, you know, I'm, I'm all happy. 14 days, no water, no food, and he's eat, out there eating his own boo-boo. I know. I know. You know. So anyway, I'm out there looking. So two weeks pass. And I look out there. He looks, he's like, that, That's it. That's the look. That's the expression I was waiting on. I open the door, he ready. He was a happy dog. <laughs> During the fast, but that's how your body does. Your body forgets everything it used to like and only focuses on food. Amen? You got a lust problem, starve yourself. Quit eating. Amen? You won't be wanting to look at no women's thighs. You'll be looking at chicken thighs. Woman thighs turn into a two-piece. <laughs> That's why Paul even talked about married couples. When you fast, you got to be conscious of your partner. Because you're going to lose interest in them physically while you're fasting. That's why Paul, you know, said, you know, y'all have to come together and agree that this is what you want to do for a season. And then he says, don't go too long. You will lose interest in your spouse when you're hungry. You cannot fast from food and continue to fill your flesh with other things that are not good for it. Now, if you're doing the fast right, your body won't want other things. Denying yourself food but filling your flesh with sinful things is an oxymoron. Makes you a moron. Since the purpose is to tame your flesh, then you must deny your flesh the things that make it war against, win the war against the spirit. Galatians 5 and 17, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. We must read the word, pray, and strengthen our spirit man, or we are just dieting instead of fasting. Right? And there's nothing wrong with dieting. Some of us need to, because the fast is to bring your flesh under, under subjection because when you bring your flesh under subjection to the spirit then you can hear the spirit more clearly Philippians 4 and 9 those things that ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you but you can't do those things if your flesh is out of control that's the whole reason the enemy wants your flesh to master you fasting is to deny your flesh food but if you are desiring to hear God you must turn off the strange voices and conflicting noises as well and if you find out that something that you watch or something that you hear or some place that you go affects your relationship with God like that then it's best to just just stop. Look at somebody say stop. stop. 
If you decide to eat certain foods during a fast, then do not eat pleasure chemicals such as MSG, soy, and high fructose corn syrup. So, you know, some people, you work a job. Okay, so for you to go five, ten days without eating, you need energy. So you got to put something in you. That's the way your body works. So don't come trying to sue the church because I told you you need to fast and you didn't put anything in you and now you're on your job dizzy, seeing four of everything. And you got to operate a forklift. Then kill three people with the forklift. These chemicals promote pleasure chemical releases in your brain and will work against you denying yourself pleasure during a fast. So you don't went all day without eating and then you're going to top it off with a, with a snicker. Snicker has all three of the things I said. MSG, soy, and high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, so when you eat it, you just ignited everything that you were trying to fight against. The best thing to do is go a period without any food. That's a real fast. That is a real fast. So whether you got to eat breakfast in the morning, go to work, say I'm not going to eat anything else until 6 p.m. I'm just going to miss lunch. That's good. Just when 6 p.m. come, don't make up for the lunch. You used to eat one sandwich, now you're eating three. Then you don't master your body. Your body, you're still giving your body what it... Y'all understand? Is this making sense? But if you decide to eat, make sure it's only to give you strength to continue fasting instead of trying to make up for skipped meals. Fasting myths. Now these are myths I grew up with. I don't know if you grew up with these myths, but this is what they taught us about fasting. Fasting is not a diet. The myth is that fasting is a diet. No, fasting is not a diet. We've just discussed that. Totally different. Number two, you can tell people you are fasting. Did they tell you when you were young that you couldn't tell people? You're like, dude, what's wrong, man? You're about to pass out. Your lips have crusted over four times. Your neck is crusted. Your breath, I see it. It's illuminated. It's a light coming out your mouth when you open it. What is going on, dude? Nothing. Because you can't tell. They told us you, if you tell somebody you fast, and then you, you just blew it. No, that's not what Matthew, when Matthew was talking about don't be like the Pharisees, they were showing off by looking skinny and toe up and they walk in. What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm fasting and God is, you know, they were showing off. But there's nothing wrong with telling somebody you fasting. You better. Hey man, let's go to Whataburger today for lunch. No, I can't go. Why? Why? What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> well then let's go. No, I can't go. Why? nothing and it's retarded just tell them say dude I'm fasting man I'm not going to do lunch today number three fasting does not move God it's not a sacrifice the myth is that it does move God and it gets you extra stuff from God that is not that is not what fasting does number four fasting is for our body not God so you're not fasting for God you're not fasting to impress him you're not fasting to get his attention you get his attention by operating in your creation role. We've learned that in here, right? You get his attention by operating the way he manufactured you to operate. Number five, fasting must be a challenge or it what? Will not work. I'm fasting from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. I'm not eating nothing. Dude, you never eat at that time. That's not a challenge. You do that every day. 
Sometimes I have a midnight snack. I'm cutting that out. I'll wait and eat it in the morning. I had somebody actually email me and tell me, brother, I need you to pray for me, man. I, I, it's a demon or a spirit. It's a demon has come over me. Everybody want to blame stuff on demons with me. They think I'm the demonologist. You know what I'm saying? Whenever they come to me, it's a demon. I'm like, most of the time, it's not a demon. It's your crazy self. Okay, we can work this out without casting anything out. You just crazy. Miss Lady, I just, it's a demon, it's a spirit in me, it's just a demon. I said, what's wrong? Every time I try to fast, I get hungry and I just eat. I, I just, everybody gets hungry, that's the whole point. When you be fasting, do you get real hungry? Yes. It's something wrong. It's something wrong because food leads you. Man, all I think is food. That's what you want to think. You ain't thinking about sin, are you? That's the point. Summary. Scripture does not command Christians to fast. It's not a command. God wants to trust you with you knowing when you need to do it. Amen. You a mature believer, you come to the point where you know it's time for me to push the plate away. Amen? Does that make sense? We call a corporate fast in here because we all just want to get our flesh under control. We're not trying to move out of here and we're not trying to, and, you know, buy more chairs and we're going to fast for that. None of that stuff. That don't make any sense. Money buys those chairs. All you have to do is give more. Amen? If we need more chairs, if we need a bigger place, then, then it's going to be money we're going to be talking about, not fasting. Amen? Ain't no need to be tricking you and making that spiritual. That ain't spiritual. It's a building. Is your house spiritual? At the first of the month, do you speak in tongues to, the, to, to, to your landlord? Uh, I need to rent. They'd be like, does that mean it's in the mail? Or does that mean that it's in the... At the same time, the Bible presents fasting as something that is good, profitable, and beneficial. To put our bodies and churches in a better position to hear, receive, and apply the word in our lives, we call everyone to a period of fasting for self-denial and spiritual clarity. Does that make sense? This puts us in position to grow and mature in the things of God while curbing, look at somebody say curbing, our fleshly appetites for food and carnality. Joel 2 and 15, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. Now, the key to that passage is Joel 2 and 15, a different time. No Jesus, no sacrifice at that time. Call the people to a sacrificial fast. They would do it sacrificially. Now, we're doing it for our own benefit, to benefit you. You're not benefiting God, you're benefiting you. Amen? Father God, we just thank you, Lord, and praise you, God, for the simplicity of your word, how it all makes sense. And we thank you for the freedoms that you give us, God, to govern ourselves according to your word and the freedom you've given us with authority in the earth to master sin and to, to, to be the master of everything in the earth, God. You gave us dominion over everything, so we are in charge here on earth. 
And as we're in charge, even with our own flesh, we want to offer our bodies up to you, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is reasonable to you. That means that's what we were supposed to do. We don't merit anything from it. We don't get brownie points. We don't, you know, you don't point to us and say, that's my man, that's my woman, because they're doing it this way, that way. No, that's just what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to come up to your level of holiness and righteousness because it is required of us. So I pray right now, God, that you would lead us as families and lead the men in this place, God, and the women to consecrate a fast even in their own homes or even if they want to allow their wives and their children to do, you know, do it a certain way, do it on their own, God, whatever they decide to do, you've given us dominion and, 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 and the power to do that in our homes. So, God, we thank you for the freedom of your word and we especially thank you for the truth of your word that helps us see it is truly a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. It shows us which way we should go. And it makes so much sense. And we thank you for being God over all of that information and giving it to us, God, and blessing us while we're here in this wicked world. You've blessed us with a way of escape to be a part of your kingdom and to bring your kingdom here to the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.